Uh, we're going to put it over here. Well, good morning again. Um, there's no mistake I'm supposed to be here. Um, when we started looking at Senior Sunday, Justin said, hey, do you want to preach? And I said, I didn't think about it. And I said, yeah, I do. Um, so I'm going to be real honest with you real quick before we get going. Um, I talk to, if you have a teenager, I talk to teenagers every week. I'm a teacher. Uh, teach fifth graders. I've been teaching them for uh, nine years. I've been doing youth ministry for about 12. Um, but I've never spoken to adults. So this is kind of, forgive me if I look at you and I'm like, I'm expecting you to like tell me no or tell me to sit down. So that, that I'm just, if I look at you weird, that's what's going on. Um, and so when I started thinking about well, what do we want to say to uh, not only seniors in the room, but all everybody else in the room, uh, but specifically the seniors, I started thinking, you know, it'd be really neat if we had the time and we had the people to to do an open mic and just have you walk up here and, and give some wisdom to the seniors. And that could take a while. Uh, and some things might have to be edited out for the online service for those people that give those, you know, just good old tips. But, um, you know, I, I wanted to make the morning about wisdom. Um, and for a long time, I thought that the songs just like nicely correlated with whatever Justin was talking about until Daniel texted me and said, hey, what do you want sung on Senior Sunday? I was like, oh, that's how that works. Okay, cool. Um, but yeah, this, this morning is, is about that. And, and what sticks out in my mind and what has always rung through for me is Proverbs. Proverbs is a, a fantastic book of wisdom, and I love it because it just it is so rich, and it is it is advice from from father to son, and it is it's amazing, it is is wonderful. And so we are going to be in Proverbs this morning. So if you have your Bible, go ahead and start getting there, please. Um, not that anybody asked you, but thanks for allowing me to preach this morning. Um, so I do appreciate that opportunity. Um, you know, but whenever we're thinking about a different stage in life because these uh, young men and women that we recognize, they are heading off to a new adventure, right? They are going to be, uh, things are going to be a lot different for them in the upcoming uh, months, weeks, and years. They are going to be experiencing life in a way that, you know, a lot of us have already experienced that part of life and we're past it now. Uh, we can kind of look back and talk to them about it, but but what do we say? What do we say to them right now? What do we say to them as they are preparing for that journey, preparing for that adventure? And it would be easy to make a list of, of do's and don'ts when you get to college. You know, it would be easy to, to think about things that we could just tell them to do and not to do. And we could make a list of rules that you should follow when you get to college. Like, hey, don't stay up too late. You know, think about what you got going on the next day and stuff like that. And we could give them some wisdom to do that with. But I'm just going to go ahead and say we'd never be able to cover everything. Am I right? Because... My college experience and my life experience is not yours, and it's probably not going to be theirs. And so we can speak to some things that are going on in the lives of these young men and women, and we can speak to the lives of others that uh, we have gone before, but in all reality, we can never truly hit everything. And so I wanted to bring us to this morning a place where everything is hit. Or it doesn't matter what you're going through, it doesn't matter what is happening to you right now, it gets covered. And so when this passage came up for me, I asked the Lord, you know, help me understand what this means. Now, a funny thing about asking the Lord to do something, if you ask him to help do something, 
and he does it, it may not be the way you want it to be done. And so I said, hey, Lord, we're looking at Proverbs 3, 5, and 6 on Senior Sunday. What do I say? And the Lord said, okay, I'm going to teach you what this means. You're going to study the Word, but I'm not going to come right out and tell you exactly. I'm going to make you walk through something that's going to teach you this. Now that is interesting, and that is good, but it is not easy. So we're going to start in Proverbs 3. We're actually going to start at the end of that passage. I mean, let me read the full passage. It's very short. Uh, and then we'll, we'll look at it together. Proverbs 3, 5 and 6. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. And do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge Him, and He will make straight your paths. That is, sounds super simple. It sounds so straightforward. And it is. But there's a lot there. And so we're going to take a few minutes to look at it. The last part, he will make straight your paths. You see, for, for us, or for him to show us the way, for him to, to guide us in the way, he has to already know the way. Right? For him to lead us down the path, he has to have already walked the path himself. He has to know where the path is going before we start down it. And so we can trust that he can see everything that we're heading towards, especially when we cannot. When you guys get into registration and all that business and you get moving into the dorms or, or commuting and all that stuff, there are things, like I said, people are going to tell you to do and not do. And there are going to be some things that nobody will prepare you for. And then everybody else in the room, hey, first day of a big job. You're going to learn, you're going to have gotten a lot of tips from people, but you're never going to be fully prepared for that experience. But what we see here is that he knows where it's going. He knows where we are heading because he directs our paths. He sees scholarships and promotions. He sees friendships and opportunities. He sees letdowns and betrayals, the temptations, every side road that could come up in your and my life that can draw us away from him. He knows those things. Nothing is a surprise to him. So when something comes up in, in your life, when, when things happen to you and you're like, why is this going on? What, what did I do? It's nothing. It's what he's leading you to, leading you through. Because he directs our paths. He's not aware, unaware of any of this. God is not surprised by anything going on in your life. You may be, and I may be, but he is not. Now, for me, I'm not a person. Now, this morning was a different story, so bear with me. But I'm not a stressful person. I'm not an anxious person, typically. Now, a lot of things start happening, and it starts to pile on. But I'm not really very anxious. Now, I know a lot of people who are. People that are very close to me that are very anxious people. That's, that's difficult to deal with because if you're not anxious and everybody else is, what do you do? What do you say to them? I don't know. I haven't walked through that before. I don't know what to tell you. But you know what I do know to do? I come here. Now, if you are a regular on Wednesdays, you know that one of my biggest things is, hey, always come back here. This is your base. This is what is going to fuel 
your life. And so when I'm dealing with someone that's anxious and I don't know really what anxiety is, the only place I have to go is the Word. Because I don't have any insight aside from just telling them to calm down. And if you are an anxious person, someone's ever told you to calm down and you're, that doesn't work, does it? If you're someone who has anxiety and someone without anxiety tells you just to calm down, that doesn't work, does it? No, it doesn't. If anything, it makes you more stressed out. But I'm learning that when I come here and I'm seeing things that I don't deal with and and the word addresses and is very clear on, it makes it easier for me to say, hey, I don't understand completely what's going on with you, but here's here's what God says about it. And that's all I have to give you. And we're going to see what that actually means when this is sometimes all we have. But with the knowledge that God is not surprised by anything, with the knowledge that he knows what's going on, I think that can bring confidence forward in us. I think it should at least. I think it should bring a confidence in us that comes forward that we know that his leading is right and good. But when I say it is right and good, that does not mean I'm saying it's easy. So if you're dealing with somebody or you're dealing with a situation you don't know what to do with, the, the answer to it may not be an easy answer, right? The answer may not be simply stop worrying. The answer may be more complicated than that. And so what you wind up with is, is life that is not easy, that is messy, but what he's leading us through is good. He's leading us towards something that is good, but that doesn't mean it's going to be easy. But it's where he wants us. And don't we need this direction today? Everything is confusing. You don't know what is right sometimes, or at least you're have things thrown at you that make you question what's right. And for just starting out in a new adventure in life, there are so many paths. Think about 14 different options for life. That's a lot. And then those 14 are going to make different decisions, and those decisions are going to have decisions, and, and on and on and on, until really when you start as a kid... You, you may be like the, the base of a tree that's, that's single and solid and, and it's rooted around the home and, and your parents and your family and friends and you know what life looks like. You like Transformers and Pokemon and, and that's, that's pretty much it. You don't know anything else besides you want to do something with that one day and who knows what that's going to be. You want to be a YouTuber, I don't know. But your life is very focused right here and as you get older, the tree begins to branch And you have more choices about what you can do in life and where that's going to lead you. And the further you get down, it just branches out into this huge tree of decision that you don't even know what to do with anymore. And so some people that don't know what to do, we just begin picking. Man, I want to do this. And I run over here and I'll try this. I don't like that. I'm going to run over and do this. I'm going to try this and it's not going to work. And what we wind up with is, it's not necessarily what I'm talking about. I'm not saying you shouldn't change majors ever. But what I am saying is, we have so many choices thrown out at us. We're not even sure what we're supposed to be doing with our lives. And so we wind up floundering, doing nothing. And that's kind of what the world is throwing at us. Keep us guessing. 
So how do you find your way as a senior in high school, a senior in college, someone who's been in their career for 25 years? How do you find your way in a world that's so chaotic and confusing? I'm glad you asked. We got a few things to talk about this morning. Back to Proverbs 3. I want to start with that first line, to trust in the Lord with all your heart. And again, this sounds simple, but it is very, very not easy. You see, there's the first desire for us to do everything ourselves. If you're someone who has to do everything themselves, I'm not asking you to raise your hand, but you definitely can if you'd like to. If you have to do everything yourself, it has to be you or it's wrong. I'm kind of talking to you right now. Trust in the Lord with all of your heart. It is not about us getting it right. It's not about us being perfect. It's not about us doing it the way we think it should be done. But it's about trusting completely in Him. Sometimes those one-liners in Scripture can be kind of, they make you feel like, oh, well, that's all there is. Just trust the Lord with all your heart. That's easy, right? I got that. It's not a big deal. But when we read and when we study and we see that, that, that Scripture is calling back to other Scripture and as God is speaking through this one phrase in so many different ways, it is very, very complex. But hey, we get off task very easily. By wanting to do everything ourselves. Because the thing is, is that it's easy to be confused. It's easy to be deceived by ourselves. How many of you in the room can honestly say that you fully trust the decision that you make for yourself? That every decision you made has always been the right decision, and you've never made a poor decision based on your own judgments. I would hope not many people would raise their hand on that. Because I don't think we can. I don't think that we can honestly stand in this room or sit in this room right now and say that we make the best decisions for ourselves. Because within us, we have, man, well, let me just, let me just read it. Jeremiah 17, 17 verse 9 says, The heart is deceitful above all things and desperately sick. Who can understand it? Have you ever felt like something was right or felt like you should do something and it turned out you were wrong? Have you ever followed, people say follow your heart. Have you ever followed your heart and you've been completely wrong or really screwed it up? You see, when we listen to ourselves more than we listen to God, we are, we are doing something in which we are not called to do. Justin is actually kind of He's been talking about this for the past few weeks of preaching to ourselves the, the gospel over and over and over again. It is not something that we wake up one day and we're like, all right, cool. I got the gospel figured out. Now let me guide myself. No. We are called, man, we are called to preach the gospel to ourselves every single day. You wake up and that's how it begins. Because when we listen to ourselves, we make poor decisions. And if we only listen to our thoughts, and only our thoughts are what drive us, those thoughts can be, like Jeremiah says, they can be wicked. Those thoughts can be 
easily deceiving of us. And so let me jump back to my anxious person a few minutes ago. This anxious person that I'm thinking about uh, sometimes thinks that, hey, everybody's doing everything to me. Everything is about me. And everything is terrible. But in reality, it's not. But they're, they're speaking to themselves and saying, this is awful, this is bad, this is terrible, this is where I am right now, and nobody else understands me or wants to understand me. Everybody's against me, and when we take our eyes off of what God says, we are trusting ourselves more than Him. Right before Jeremiah 17, 9, when he says that the heart is deceitful, we learn that it's actually best to trust one who can be trusted. So Jeremiah 17, 5 through 8 says, Thus says the Lord, cursed is the man who trusts in man and makes flesh his strength. Remember Justin talking about flesh. It's not like skin and bone. It's, it's that nature within us that is, that is not right, that is wicked, that is bad. Who trusts in man and makes flesh his strength, who heart, whose heart turns away from the Lord. He is like a shrub in the desert and shall not see any good come. I haven't been to the desert, like, but I've seen movies. You know, we see pictures. Uh, I don't think I've been to a desert. Not that in my memory. Anyway, um, but a shrub in the desert. Like, you get a mental picture of it being something small and shriveled and just poor and doesn't have the nutrients it needs and the water it needs to grow and thrive. But it says, He shall dwell in the parched places of the wilderness in an uninhabited salt land. That sounds pretty terrible, doesn't it? You trust in the flesh. You, you, you are led by your desires. You are led by, really, you are led by the, the, the advice of others. And when we make that how we live our life, we're just like this little shrub in the desert that's just barely living. We're not living a life that is good. We're not living a life that is thriving. Verse 7, blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord, whose trust is the Lord. He is like a tree planted by water that sends out its roots by the stream and does not fear when heat comes for its leaves remain green and is not anxious in the year of drought for it does not cease to bear fruit. Those who trust in the Lord, the great picture, you've got this shriveled little bush in the desert that trusts in itself and you've got this tree that's planted by a stream. And its waters never run dry. And that tree grows and it is fed and it thrives and its leaves are green because of where it stands. What I'm saying this morning is when I say, when we say trust in the Lord with all your heart, we're not talking about giving him a little bit of your life. We're not talking about dipping a toe in there and it feels good and nice and wet and cold. We're talking about plunging our roots into the waters and being buried there so that we will never run dry and we will be fed and we will be green and alive and thriving. That's what it means to trust in the Lord with all your heart. We're not worried about where water's coming from because we're living in the desert. We know the water's there because we were planted by the stream. We can trust in Him. More often than we can trust ourselves, 
Because next we move on and it says, lean not on your own understanding. I don't have a big issue here. Because I'll be honest with you, I doubt myself more than probably anybody else in this room. I'm actually waiting for somebody to stand up and say, hey, you need to sit down. Um, because I just, sometimes I just don't know. I don't have a problem saying I don't know. One of my students comes up to me. I'm supposed to be the teacher that knows everything, right? I'm the fifth grade science teacher. I'm supposed to have all the questions about science answered. They ask me a question. I don't know. How am I supposed to know everything? Who do you think I am? A teacher? But they come up to me with these questions, and sometimes it's questions I've never even considered before, and I've been teaching science for nine years, and they throw one at me, and I'm like, I have no idea. And sometimes on Wednesdays, somebody will ask me a question, I'm like, I don't know, let's figure it out. I don't have a problem with that, and so I'm not saying that you don't have a problem with it. A lot of us do. We have, uh, we have issues leaning on, leaning on others especially leaning on God. I also don't have a problem with this because I know that our hearts are wicked and I can't trust myself. I just can't. I'm, I'm 33 years old. I've learned that I can't trust myself. And that's okay. Because God has taught me that and it's been a difficult road, but he's taught me that. We're driven by emotion. We're driven by reaction. And sometimes... That makes us choose things that are not wise. So lean not on your own understanding. You see, trusting in God implies that we are leaning on Him and not leaning on ourselves. I know that's super simple, right? Just lean on God. Don't lean on yourself. That's, that's so, so easy. But when you're leaning on something, you're counting on it. You're counting on it to hold you up. You're putting your trust in that thing. See, it goes back into what we just said. Will it hold you up? Will it let you fall? Think about a chair, right? Chairs are easy. Where's a stool? There used to be a stool up here. There it is. I'll leave it over there. We know how chairs work, right? You sit in it, it, it holds you up, right? But by just deciding that you were going to sit on that chair, you're putting your trust in that chair. By putting your trust in something, you're leaning on it. You're trusting that it's going to do what you think it's going to do. And I don't know about you again, but there are very few things that I've leaned on in life that have not fallen out from under me. But I found that when I lean on the Lord, when I put my trust in Him, I'm held up. And trust is the only way that you can know that, right? You can't halfway sit on a chair. You can't just hover over it and just think it's going to hold you up and not actually try it out. You've got to actually try it out. You've got to trust that it's going to do it by actually taking an action towards that and doing something about it. So trust is kind of an action on our part. Yeah, I mean, he's leading the way. He's, he's got us going, but we've got to trust him to do it. See, I can only know that God will direct my path if I lean on Him and trust Him to do it. And so, back to you guys for a minute. Most of you are here. Some of you are other places. But you're going to be asked to lean on a lot of things, a lot of people. 
And I'm not going to say that some of those people aren't trustworthy. And I'm not going to say that some of those people you can't count on. You probably can. But I will say, at the end of the day, they're not the ones to put your trust in. They're not the ones you will be able to count on. So, in all your ways, acknowledge Him. You know, we, we know we need to lean on Him. We know we need to trust Him. And next it says, in all your ways, acknowledge Him. When we think about all your ways, what does that mean? Does that mean that all of my ways about church on a Sunday morning? Does that mean all of my ways about church on a Wednesday night? Does that mean all of my ways in my Bible study? Does that mean all of my ways? What does it mean? Well, it means literally what it means. It means all of my ways. The faith that we have is not a part and parcel type of faith. We don't get to pick what he's in charge of. We don't get to pick where we trust him. We don't. I don't get to trust God with my family and my health and my finances and not trust him in my inner thoughts and not trust him in guiding me in the way in my job. So my friends and my family and and those people that I'm around, those influences in my life, I've got to acknowledge him in every way. It's not just trusting him during exams, during sickness, during times of lack. You know, it's almost easier to trust God for me when life is difficult. Because I have something to call out, someone to call out to. I have someone to lean on when I don't have anything else to lean on. But in all my ways, hey, when the money's rolling in, when the grades are good, when the friends are close, that's when he is calling us to acknowledge him in all of our ways. It is not simply when we need something. So when we say acknowledge him, I got to thinking about a very, very popular verse that a lot of people quote. But they miss part of it. They leave some of it out. It's a a lengthy quote, but they leave part of it out. So real quick, Israel had been wandering around. They were getting ready to go into this thing called the promised land that God had, had, had promised to give them. But in this land, there were these gods. There were different ways of life. And God was calling them to acknowledge him in all of their ways. And when he calls them into the land, he says, hey, I want you to wipe out everything. We're going to start clean slate in this new land. I'm going to give you everything. You're not going to have to work for anything. I'm going to give it to you. But you have to obey me. You have to do what I tell you to do. Acknowledge me in every part of your life. Well, as the story goes... They did exactly the opposite. They walked into the land. They did not do what God told them to. And they dealt with the consequences. But before they did, here's what they're told. Joshua 24, 14 and 15. 
Now, therefore, fear the Lord and serve him in sincerity and in faithfulness. Put away the gods that your fathers served beyond the river in Egypt and serve the Lord. And if it is evil in your eyes to serve the Lord, choose this day whom you will serve. Whether the gods your fathers served in the region beyond the river or the gods of the Amorites in whose land you dwell. And here's the thing. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. See, they knew the command. They knew what they were supposed to do. But they didn't do it. They knew what they were being commanded, but they chose not to. Now, how do we know that? How do we know what we are supposed to do? And the only thing I can tell you is listen. You come to the Word and you listen. You sit and you listen. And you take something like Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. It says, trust in the Lord with all your heart. And you ask yourself, what does it mean for me to trust the Lord? And you chew on it. And you chew on it until it chews on you. And you begin to see that you have a choice to make. Am I going to honor him? Or am I not? This morning, the last part says, in all your ways, acknowledge him. You know, Lord, what would you have me do? And so you give your life. You commit your life to him. And yeah, a part of that may be coming up here and talking to Justin or someone else and, and saying, hey, I, I, need, I need to commit my life to the Lord. That, that is definitely it. That's that, that's that giving your life over to him. But it, it's more than just that. It is every season, every semester, every day, sometimes even every minute. You're giving over to him. And he will make straight your paths. Put your trust fully in the Lord. Set your sights clearly on him. And there will be no, there will be no off roads that you can see. Think about this. If we are walking a road, if he is leading us down a path and our eyes are here. I know people say tunnel vision is bad. But if our eyes are focused on him, I can't see what's going on over here. I can't. All eyes on him. And that may not be easy for you. You may be distracted by what's going on around you, by the people, the relationships, the things in the world and questions you have. But we are being told something very straightforward and simple. That if we trust in the Lord with all our hearts, and we do not lean on our own understanding, but we acknowledge him in all our ways. He will make straight your paths. See, God is calling us to lean on him. 
to trust Him more and more with our lives, not less. It's not that when we come to when we come to Christ, it's not that we are done. It's not that He has fixed us; that He is beginning to fix us. And we are made new, and now it is the rest of your life spent battling out the desires of the flesh and the spirit. Trying to listen to the spirit more than you listen to the flesh. And so he's called us to be more dependent on him, not less. He's not creating independent followers. He is creating those who are so dependent on him that they must lean on him. That sometimes the only thing I can do is lean on him. So whether you're a senior or a senior citizen or anything else in the room, lean on him. Will you follow him? Will you trust him? Will you lean on him? If you need to, to talk after just a minute, there'll be, I'll be down, Justin will be down, Ryan will be down if he needs to be. And if you need to talk to somebody, just please, please do. But uh, let's pray and then we'll finish out with worship. God, we love you and we thank you for this morning. There's a lot going on today in my own little head, in my own little mind, my own little world. But leaning on you has brought me through. And I pray that this morning, that those who are walking through life right now, and life is difficult, and they don't know where else to turn, they turn to you. The leaning is more and more, and the trusting is great. Just got to pray over this room this morning that you would move in hearts, that you would help some see that they've been living their lives completely dependent on themselves, only acknowledging you when it's convenient. Instead, I pray that we would fall down and we would see that we need you every, every breath of our lives. God, thank you for this morning. Thank you for uh, this opportunity. Thank you for um, thank you for loving us. Thank you for letting us lean on you. In your name we pray, amen.